It's Thursday, June the 24th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Russia's shot across British bows and Lego bottles it. First, the world in brief. Britain denied reports that Russian naval forces fired warning shots close to one of its destroyers. Russia's defence ministry claimed it dropped bombs and fired warning shots near HMS Defender. The ship was sailing in Black Sea waters that Russia has claimed since its annexation of Crimea in 2014. Britain and most other countries still consider them Ukrainian. The frostiness between Britain and Russia appears in contrast to the mood within the European Union. EU leaders, including Angela Merkel and Emmanuel Macron, said they wanted to, quote, reset relations with the Kremlin, which have fallen into a, quote, negative spiral. They may propose a summit with Vladimir Putin, inspired by a recent powwow between Russia's president and Joe Biden. Benigno Noinoy Aquino, a former president of the Philippines, died at the age of 61. Mr. Aquino, who ruled between 2010 and 2016, came from one of the country's great political families. The assassination of his father, a senator in 1983, hastened the toppling of the dictator Ferdinand Marcos. His mother, Corazon Aquino, was elected president in 1986, serving until 1992. Lego said it had produced prototype bricks made from recycled plastic bottles. The Danish toymaker will now test their durability and stick-together ability to see if they are suitable for mass production. Currently, bricks are made from virgin plastic based on crude oil. The firm reckons a one-litre plastic bottle will provide enough raw material for ten two-by-four blocks. President Joe Biden announced a plan to combat rising violent crime in America. Mr. Biden vowed to take on those, quote, doing bad things to our communities by cracking down on gun dealers that skip background checks and also by investing in local police departments. Overall, crime decreased last year, but the national murder rate rose by at least 25%, according to the FBI. Ursula von der Leyen, the president of the European Commission, condemned a Hungarian bill banning the promotion of homosexuality to children. Meanwhile, German media reported that Viktor Orban, Hungary's prime minister, cancelled a trip to see his country play football against Germany in Munich after the city's council lobbied to illuminate the stadium in rainbow colours. John McAfee, an eccentric American software magnate, was found dead in a Barcelona jail cell hours after Spain's government approved his extradition to the United States. Authorities suggested he probably killed himself. The 75-year-old faced up to 30 years in prison if convicted of dodging taxes on millions of dollars of income. And fact of the day. 3. The number of Arab stallions brought to England in around 1700, from which all thoroughbred horses are descended. And now, here's today's agenda. Windows dressing. Microsoft's big reveal. Tomorrow, at a much-trailed event called What's Next for Windows, Microsoft will announce the biggest overhaul of its flagship computer operating system since it brought out Windows 10 in July 2015. If recent leaks and hints from the firm are to be believed, it will unveil a Windows 11 to be released later this year. 
Microsoft hopes to resist the advance of Google's Chromebook and Apple's Mac systems by making Windows better for remote work, more secure, and more intuitive for users. Leaked screenshots suggest a redesigned start menu and rounded corners on boxes. Investors' enthusiasm for the upgrade probably helps to explain why Microsoft became worth more than $2 trillion for the first time on Tuesday. The firm's computer software sales tend to rise on Windows upgrades. Corporate IT departments may be less thrilled. Windows 10 was meant to be the final version, subject to continuous small updates. Alas, that has not come to pass. From on high, Modi meets Kashmir's leaders. Kashmiri eminences gather today for a curious summit in India's capital. Once regarded as, quote, mainstream politicians for their acceptance of Indian sovereignty, they recently turned into political prisoners. Nearly everyone ever elected to high office in Jammu and Kashmir, India's only Muslim-majority state, was arrested in August 2019. India's government abruptly revoked the territory's statehood, severed telephone and internet connections, and all but declared martial law. Most of the rest of India cheered the nationalist gesture. Kashmiris hated it. Their elected leaders were humiliated, having spent careers urging accommodation. Now they have vowed to restore statehood to the region, somehow. The mystery is why Mr Modi would backpedal now. The expressed purpose for revocation was to bypass these very Kashmiris. Perhaps unyielding discontent in the territory, plus new external pressures from China and Pakistan, or fears about the effects of America's withdrawal from Afghanistan are driving a change of tack. Or maybe Mr Modi has some trick up his sleeve. Follow the leader, the Bank of England decides. Last week, America's Federal Reserve delivered a hawkish surprise to financial markets by signalling that interest rates would rise earlier than expected. Some investors are braced for a similar message from the Bank of England's rate-setting monetary policy committee, which meets today. Britain's economy appears to be running hotter than the MPC expected in its latest set of quarterly forecasts published last month. Annual consumer price inflation was 2.1% in May, well above the MPC's predictions. Unemployment has fallen to 4.7%, despite the MPC's expectations of a rise. Even so, a change of course seems unlikely. The MPC is usually reluctant to change their policy stance outside of meetings that are accompanied by new sets of forecasts. The next set is not due until August. The government's decision to delay the easing of COVID-19 restrictions by four weeks has already hit business confidence. No real hawkish shift is likely before late summer, if at all. At last, Gibraltar's referendum on abortion. Over 50 years after Britain allowed abortions in certain circumstances, Gibraltar may follow suit. In 2019, the British Overseas Territories Parliament passed an act liberalising its abortion regime, but opted to leave it to Gibraltarians to decide whether it should come into force. Today, they hold a referendum. The Rock has some of Europe's most severe anti-abortion laws. Termination of pregnancy is punishable by life imprisonment, except when the woman's life is at risk. Under the proposed law, medical abortions would be legal for women who are no more than 12 weeks pregnant if the mother's, quote, mental or physical health are considered at risk, or if she faces, quote, grave permanent injury. 
This would include rape and incest-related pregnancies and cases where the fetus has fatal anomalies. Gibraltar's majority Roman Catholic population has long opposed legalizing abortion, but opinions are changing. Last year, a poll by a local broadcaster found that 70% of Gibraltarians intended to vote yes. The Fight for Equal Pay, LFG America's women's football team seemed on top of the world in 2019. They had won their fourth World Cup, helped attract a record 1 billion viewers to the tournament, and inspired female players everywhere. But trouble was brewing. The story's the same everywhere. Women get paid less than men to do the same job, says Megan Rapino, their star player, in a new HBO-CNN documentary released tomorrow. LFG, or Let's Fucking Go, the team's unofficial catchphrase, looks at the lawsuit for equal pay filed by the team against the United States Soccer Federation in March 2019. It claimed that top-tier female players were typically paid just 38% of their male equivalents and owed $67 million in back pay. In May, a federal judge rejected the core arguments of the team's discrimination suit, a ruling they are currently appealing against. Behind the scenes of their stunning on-pitch performance in 2019, the documentary shows them taking on their biggest challenge yet. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Ambrose Bierce, who was born on this day in 1842. To the eye of failure, success is an accident. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.